This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Monday, 7th of November 2022, in this evening's show we are catching up on back-to-back 1-0 defeats away at West Brom last Tuesday and at Bloomfield Road on Saturday, just gone. It's Luton. We'll also be looking ahead to Middlesbrough at home uh, tomorrow evening and how our injured and illness-ravished squad will cope. I'm Josh Brown, this is Seaside's podcast match reaction show, Blackpool 0, Luton Town 1 and other stuff. Good every, good evening, everybody. Nick, cracking start. <laughs> well, I was just thinking you got the intro right, and then uh, you know, good every evening, good every evening. Nick, how are we doing? Yes, I'm. Yeah, not too mm. bad. Yeah, not too bad. Thank you. Good evening, everyone. Uh, good evening to everybody on the stream. Welcome to the live show. Hopefully, we'll get a few more people on tonight. I know not many people come on after we've had a. Defeat, media blackouts and all, but it's uh, it's good to see Matt back um, after your sojourn, to use a word, optimism. Um, I, I always picture your holidays of as something like off with nail and eye. <laughs> That's not too bad. <laughs> I've got on holiday by mistake. <laughs> well. The point, my point is, it's good to have you back, Mitch. Thank you. Every good evening to you too, Joe. <laughs> what windswept place did you go to this exactly, time? Yeah. Actually, this was quite civilised. We went to um, Troutbeck, so that's that's not that. People actually do go on holiday there. So, so yeah, this was this was all right. Did it have luxuries like uh, central heating, electricity? It was soaked, John. Soaked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, living as well. You're always in the lakes, to be fair. Nick the Lake Smith. <laughs> Where were you, Nick? Cartmel. Oh, lovely. Yeah. 
Very nice. So every time, every time I see you, you're, you're posting. Nick's checked in too, and it's another boozer in the legs every time you do it. Single-handedly keeping the the Lakeland economy <laughs> thriving, is Nick? The local yeah. brewing economy. Right. Anyway, welcome everybody. Welcome to the uh, to the pod here on a Monday evening. A um, bit of news before we get the ball rolling this evening. It's been five years since the. Judgment against the Oysters. How time flies. I still remember that day when it came in. My F5 key worn down to the keyboard, all the print gone off it, sitting in that back room waiting for that news. And it's incredible, Tim, that it's five years since that day. Yeah, we had a, I, I have quite vivid memories myself. We'd gone down into, uh, gone down to London and uh, stayed there. Ray, Ray was on the chat here. He has um, X services, so we can stay in this hotel have you said it john the victory no well, you haven't no. you and um he's just around the corner from hyde park so went for a uh actually went for a, i don't think i do it anymore i went for a jog around hyde park in the morning <laughs> and they're getting a bit old for all that now but did um, you scare all the swans uh, on st james's park yeah and then uh, there's people swimming it's like november it's mental and then uh we we I mean jez when i had, had a civilized walk around and because uh, i was up dead early as i always am on these things because my mind's they know you know sort of ticking over i mean we all this is this is a this is a proper tim trip this we all went to the british museum <laughs> <laughs> because the hearing wasn't until the afternoon uh so the hearing was two o'clock so we said oh what should we do and i said oh Let's go and have an hour in the British Museum. So they have this rather bizarre sight of about 30 Blackpool fans, and that's where we all met up and had a bit of a wander around, and then we went to the pub. So obviously you had a bit of the morning. You can't just go to the pub, but, well, you could, I suppose, at 10 o'clock in the morning, you know. It wasn't you could, yeah, you could if you had Nick the Lake Smith. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it was an absolutely gorgeous, even though it was like, it was absolutely gorgeous day. It was, oh, I don't want to get warm, but it was, uh, it was, it, it was uh, fantastic. So, uh and the, the only thing I knew before we went in um, was that uh, it'd been, I think it'd been fed, I can't it's been fed back to Sharpie or something now, because everybody was tight-lipped, because it's all, the whilst the parties know the decision, the judgment's embargoed, so which basically means that you can't share it with anybody. It's contempt of court to do it. So um, we all I'd heard on the grapevine was that Les Golden had said, Tim's going to like a certain part of it, which obviously when we, when we get it, is the illegitimately stripping the club of its of its assets, which is basically what I got, what I got done for. Um, what a delicious irony! It was that was the, that was the delicious <laughs> I- ironies of of delicious ironies, isn't it? <laughs> so um, uh, yeah, it was a fantastic. I, I think at one point, although I think somebody ruined it by somebody else coming in, we had fifty three Blackpool fans in the gallery, which was rather poignant. <laughs> and um, uh, is that right? Is that by chance or by design? Uh, just by chance, mm. those fifty-three. I think somebody else turned up at the end, of sort of just to change it slightly. But the, the interesting bit is, all the parties have already obviously you've seen what a novel uh, the judgment is. It runs to hundred. <clears throat> I should know because we did all hold up every single page outside the stadium. Was it about hundred and sixty-one pages or something? Um, we, the year, year on from it, we because it had not been sorted. We all held up one page outside the ground. Um, but they don't obviously everybody knew it. So they start talking about the decision and 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 we still didn't know what was going on. And then this you know, the this sort of moment when the thirty one point uh, one six million gets mentioned for the first time and everybody just, everybody just looks up and goes, What what? 
and uh, that's when we start to realise the how, how um, the magnitude of the award that had been made, which was off the Richter scale, because even even the Clifford Chance put forward three arguments in when they summed up, and none of them involved Valeria getting thirty one million plus. I think the top one was about twenty six or twenty seven, but basically, uh, without going on too long, the. Uh, um, Marcus Smith gave gave him the twenty six million they'd already had plus his money back that he'd invested. So um, uh, it was uh, it was a great day and a great trip back to to Blackpool. It really was. We had a it was a party train. It's almost like an away day at Wembley and winning the playoff final. I would would have imagined it was, that it, trip was back. it was comparable to that. It was like literally. It's, even now, it's probably one. Of, it's going to be one of the most memorable, day, memorable days of my life. It wasn't the end, but it was the beginning of the end. Mm. Um, but it, you know, it wasn't finished because this hadn't been for such a stu- he hadn't been such a stubborn old goat. He could have probably paid Valeria off, and because he ended up paying him anyway, and that's where the distressed sale of half his assets. So. Um, you know, he had the money to pay him, just wouldn't. I don't remember, but there's all these talk and risks of him borrowing the money, and they, they were real. And if he'd done it, then we'd have been properly goosed. He'd still be there. So, but yeah, what a great, what a. I, to be honest, I didn't realise. I, I didn't remember till about three o'clock yesterday, yesterday afternoon that it was the fifth anniversary, and then I tweeted round a bit, and and uh, I know I know Norman's Malniak, who was the uh, obviously the. Uh, uh, Valeri's eyes and ears when the Premier League. He he's he's put it on Facebook and Casper's has liked it and everything. So they're all this. It's, 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 it was a big time for them as well and a memorable time for them. Wonder what Valeri's up to these days, eh? Yeah. It was said in the, on my Facebook chat actually. I wish you know he should have put some money back in the club, but um, because it, you know there's only there's two people had money out and 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 the club's been left with nothing. But Valeri didn't take the money off, off Blackpool, so he got off the Oysters. I think there's a very clear distinction. And secondly, I'd, and you know I can't speak for Simon, but I don't think Simon wanted Valeri's investment anyway. So um, you know because obviously Valeri had, had his issues as a result of um, uh, a, a result of the Oysters and all this stuff in Kyrgyzstan that we all heard about at the at the time. Uh, so he was banned from being a director, and there was the allegations of money laundering floating around. So to be fair to Simon, he's probably not want to get, doesn't want to get involved in that, really, does he? I wouldn't have thought. Okay. So there was um, a BST meeting at the Armfield. Um, sorry, so to bring you in again, Tim, because none of us were there. <laughs> so what? Yeah, give, early, give us, give us, John. You up? Too early. If, oh, you've got your kids. Uh, I was, I was just busy overseeing the the destruction of a, another team in the. Under tens, Blackpool and Fowl League. Oh, uh, Kelly's here actually. Even Kelly, one of my players. I've had to tell him off tonight at, at training as well. Kelly's one of your players. She's a bit old, isn't she? For Her son is. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, it was a joke, was it, Tim? It was a, a weak <laughs> right, <okay>. attempt. <laughs> so yeah, I couldn't make it. I know um, the other two didn't. So very, very briefly, what what happened there? I know the two local Tory. <laughs> MPs were there, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, they they were just talk about fan led review, really. So they just gave a, a a little bit of an update. And whatever whatever we whatever your politics are, they they do both seem to be engaged with trying to get this fan led review through. So um, you know, uh, it's you know you've got to accept that that at least in that respect that we we are aligned in relation to what what we want and what. Um, and what and what the government's prepared to do because most certainly um 
uh, when Trust came in, it was like it was going to get car boshed, but it seems to be back on the uh, agenda now. And uh, and uh, to be fair, both of them are banging the drum for it, and they're not just saying it; they are actually doing it. Um, what were What were Mansford and Geraghty's view view on the fan led review? They, 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 well, the big thing, of course, for any owner who who isn't in receipt of parachute payments is that part of the fan led review would see but see a leveling up of, of the TV money and and how that's distributed amongst those in the championship and below. So it's a bit of a no-brainer, I think, really, as uh, an owner of a smaller championship club to be in favour of, of, of uh, legislation that will, will, amongst other things, force this through. Because the government has been try- sort of bending over backwards to the Premier League and and, and uh, the EFL saying try and reach an agreement. And there's some suggestion they might be close, but who knows? If they reach an agreement, then the government won't legislate. But if they don't, then they will. And that's the long and the short of it. Anything so, else of note came out of it, very well, briefly? The biggest, the biggest thing, really, um, and I think this is something that hopefully will interest a few people on here, is that, I mean, BST's reserves have been depleted somewhat, so they're starting like like an equivalent of a, a gold bond in, I think it's going to start in December. Um, so, Oh, Kudo uh, gave me something in the pub, in the Bloomfield yeah, Club. and there's QR codes. If you go in the Armfield, there's QR codes so you can go to the website. The web, oh, I should know the website. I think the website is 1953.live. And you can, it's like um, like the old gold bond. It's like five or five pound or 10 pound, or if you want to do more, you can, per month. So it's like quid a week for a line. And there's... Um, oh, that's cheap. 40% in cash prizes. But there's also, there's also there's some... Uh, uh, there's also some memorabilia being given away as well. So, uh, but the idea is it's going to give BST the the funds to keep on doing the stuff they're trying to do with the kids, with the um, match sponsorship. Uh, hopefully, to get some sponsor a few players and do basically the money's going. To all go, the idea is the money goes back in the football club. Okay. So, um, obviously, during the boycott years, uh, there was there was plenty of money coming in through Oyster Outshirt. Um, scarves and things of that nature and that has all been ploughed back but obviously they're reaching the point now where they need to memberships are enough really for them to do what they want to do so hopefully people are going to engage in this and um you'll see it's on avftt anybody's a bst member and i'm sure you three all are and haven't let your memberships lapse um uh that you should have an email about it and um uh, and if and but if not Drop anybody can drop me a line and I'll put you in touch with them, or I'll give you a send a link to the website and um, let's all try and put a little bit of money back because most certainly there was a great little story about um, lad from Wigan and and uh, the family were one one part of the family were trying to get make him an Evertonian and uh, his granddad was trying to make him a Blackpool fan and he'd been to a couple of games wasn't really engaged he's only six and he was one of the first ones to get the mascot package that that BST supports and. Um, and sponsor and apparently he's, he's now like Blackpool through and through can't wait to go he's up at seven in the morning got his kit on already ready to go and uh, his dad's captured him as a black so his granddad's captured him as a Blackpool fan much to the um, um, disgust of the Evertonians in the family so but that's what it's all about it's about trying to get some of the young kids engaged and and because and, once you get once you've got them you've got you've generally got them and that's what the shirt deal was about last year they reckon year two is the optimum time to capture fans. So it's probably the same with Eddie, wasn't it? You know, mm-hmm. when you start, you know, probably yeah. it was about seven. That's when he really starts getting into it. And that's when that's when we need them to be going yeah. to watch us and not watching Premier League or 
whatever else it might be. Or, or Everton. Or, or, <laughs> or, or Everton when they're in the championship <laughs> next year. Um, so, yeah, so I, I, without, obviously, there's, there's, um, there's uh, links knocking around for people who want to go and follow the whole thing. But at the end of the day, the main thing is, from BST's perspective, it's this lottery wasn't the only thing we spoke about, but and the and the fan-led review seems to be going forward, and um, yeah, and the, the club that you know, Ben and and Brett were both engaging, honest. Uh, they spoke about two Premier League players. I don't know who they were, but who who we tried to sign ex-Premier League players who wouldn't sign, and they're still they've got no contracts with anybody, but they wouldn't. For the money Blackpool were prepared to offer them, which was decent for us, they would they basically won't get out of bed. And they're saying that's a problem. Some of these players have, um, are on such ridiculous amounts of money that they just don't need, you know, they don't need to play and, and some of them can't be basically asked. Did anyone ask him about Colby Bishop? Didn't get mentioned that, to be honest. But it's, I wish someone it, I would mean, have. Yeah, it's a bit frustrating that, um, you know, when you see him knocking goals in and, and we don't sign him because he's supposedly injury prone and then we sign every single <laughs> injury prone player. It doesn't normally stop us, does it? <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, no, but yeah, I, I, I always wonder where somebody asking about Pavida as well because he was, uh, he was apparently sent training with the kids, wasn't he, on Saturday from what I heard. So. Yeah, threw his toys out of his prime at West Brom, which nicely segues on to uh, a game we didn't cover Last week, we'll very, very briefly touch on it on here. West Brom won Blackpool nil. Tim Tim and I both went on a high after Coventry away. I got motivated to go to it. Um, we so were to, cheerleading for everybody else to go. We were, we were. We were We were trying to get everyone to go, rallying the troops. But uh, Nick, to, to quote that, Italian commander on LOLO. What a mistake and a maker going there. It was an absolute bag of shite. I don't know if you saw any of the replay. Yeah, I did, yes, in the highlights. And I think the problem was they put such a shift in at Coventry, didn't they? I don't think we made any subs in that game. So they've all played 90-plus minutes. In an ideal world, knowing that you've then got Luton on Saturday, you probably rest. You rotate. You rotate, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, you know, you'd probably give Beasley was fit, you'd you'd rest big gas probably for seventy minutes. Um you'd you'd maybe give if Gabriel was playing, you'd perhaps rest Connolly. You could bring Bridcut in, you could bring Fiorini in, Keshi, whoever, and then say to those three or four or five of you rest, right, you're back in for loot and when you're well rested. We can't do that. The only change was because of um Charlie being ill. Um, and obviously we really miss him because he knits everything together. So you've got a few running on empty and, and carrying knocks. So it's it's probably not a massive surprise that we saw the performance that we did. Um, well, you know, I, I was I, I, stu- I stupidly thought we'd get a result there. So uh, on the patron chat, I was there. Go on, fill your boots, lads, for off to all. I'm putting fifteen quid on this. Don't listen dangerous. to me ever for tips, people. There was a dangerous level of general optimism about the West Brom game, <laughs> I felt. That was just making me worried beforehand because everywhere on Twitter, people are, oh, we'll beat these, the shit. The shit at the bottom of the league, come on, we're, you know, we're going up. Playoffs at least. Appleton's the new Holloway. <laughs> How things have changed, eh? Um, Tim, <laughs> Tim, I wrote... Go on. Go on, I was going to say, it, it, it was... It's, it, it was 
it was one of those scenarios, wasn't it, where is it if he doesn't if he makes the changes and we lost, then everybody would say, "What are mm. you doing changing a winning team?" Because mm. we just got come come on back to back wins for the first time this season, and you're playing bottom of the league, and and we should have got the points on the table. But then, so it's, I think to a certain degree, it's the benefit of hindsight that is make a load of changes because I don't think people were calling for those changes. I think most people wanted us to stick with the mm. same winning team and of course you've got a break coming up in about two weeks time so he's probably thinking if I can get some points at West Brom um, you know Luton's going to be tough anyway get points at West Brom try and get points against Middlesbrough points against Wigan these are the teams in or around us and obviously it it backfired spectacularly I don't think we had a shot on target I think the, I think the thing is Tim he does not trust um, the, the the squad the strength in depth, the players in the other position. Well, I, I was thinking before, yeah, you'd, you'd maybe rest, you know, if you wanted to rest husband, but he doesn't probably doesn't trust Thompson. Garbutt Garbut could have come in as well, couldn't he? Yeah. Thornley, you know, he's, he's had cramp. He had his, a bit of an issue with his calf, but he just carries on, doesn't he? And again, if you had a, a decent replacement centre half, you might make that change there. But there's that factor as well, that he probably doesn't trust one or two to, to come in and you've got the illness and injuries. I think also the, the players we've got playing at the moment is a real sort of spine of like the warrior types. You know, Kenny's never out. Gal, I mean, to be fair, Gaz, for a player that people say is injury prone, is actually, you know, he'll play through anything. Jerry's never out. Uh, Thornley's never out. I mean, you know, he is now because he's been hit on the head with a cannonball. But th- these are all, a lot of the squad now are the players that, when you say, you know, are you all right? You're all right for Tuesday. They're going to say, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, these are the players that 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 aren't the ones that are going to say, mm, I've got a bit of, well, it's a bit tight. My hamstring's a bit tight or my knee's a bit dicky. And it's kind of like, I think he's very much a, a kind of footballer's manager, if that makes sense. I think he's the kind of manager who will go with what the players say and will, you know, if they want to play, if they've played well and they want to keep the shirt, he'll keep the shirt as opposed to whereas, you know, Critchley felt like had a... Um, some kind of Gantt chart on his wall saying, you know, well, you're not playing this week because you've played three games. And I think sometimes that used to piss some of the players off because they get dropped regardless of performance. Mm. Yeah. Um, the highlight for me, Tim, was the uh, the nicely laminated away concourse. Quite, it's the most bizarre thing I've ever seen in my life. I, don't, I put it on Twitter. It was it was weird. I didn't, I didn't pick up on that, to be honest. It's weirdly spongy, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, it's, it's, like, it's like a front room from the 80s. Literally like you're in someone's front room. Um, yeah. I went out of the back at half-time, so I got caught on camera, didn't I, with, with having a guzzle of a... <laughs> yeah. Like a an alcohol. It wasn't the most flattering of folks. No, it's a, it's, it, the drinks weren't great either. It was nine, it was nine quid... For a can of Worthington's or a bottle of plastic bottle of Foster's, those were your only two options. Yeah. And we'd, we'd had a, we'd had a, because uh, we had the afternoon off, so we'd gone down to Penkridge beforehand and had a nice couple of pints and a curry. And I said it was all pear shaped from there, because then we put we put the postcode in for to go to the cricket club, which we'd been told is not a bad place to park. And it took us to the DHL distribution centre for West Bromwich, which was nice. Um, but not. <laughs> Did you watch the fast show, Tim? <laughs> yeah. Um, 
but but not but not so nice when you you're already running late for the game. So we had to leg it just just about got there for eight o'clock, and then wish we hadn't bothered. Wish we did, and then we had it was what a nightmare it is to get away from that ground. Oh as well. god! And that's the last thing you want in a dark, wet, miserable, black. We, we, it was again this black country thing comes up. It's so black and dark around there. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was after half ten before we got out of West Brom. Yeah, and, I, I was. I was back at one in the morning. You know, you got two hours to to get home. So anyway, Christine's just put the the BST sweepstake URL up. It's uh, 1953.live. That's the yeah, cool. I think we should all try and give it get behind this because it's it's all going back in. Yeah. And um, you know, even if you're just a fat, you know, quid a week, that's it's a bargain. And you get, and you might win. There's a gas, there's a, there's a signed gas pr- um, frame picture um, for grabs. That's, that's my month's wages going in. It's Christmas cancelled. <laughs> yeah, you had me at gas. <laughs> anyway, so luckily we had uh, Luton at home to show some bounce back ability <clears throat> oh god Luton at home um, this was the team Maxwell Carly, Epteta Thornley Husband Patino Dougal Ward Hamilton Medine and Yates so for this segment of the show we're going to go back to the Seaside 7 way of analysing matches because I thought it was pretty boring. I was just talking through the game. So the first talking point of this game is that I've put Grant Ward, Mitch, um, starting 11, pretty much the same, but the return of Grant Ward. Who saw that coming? Um, Well, yeah, I mean, he's been hovering around the periphery, hasn't he? I mean, on a personal level, I was delighted for Grant Ward because I, I really like him as a player. Um but it's a bit surreal to see somebody who we publicly stated that we literally, you know, the manager literally said, I do not want him. Um, and then, yeah, here he is there in the starting lineup. So, um, and I've, I also felt a bit sorry for him because he's not really been eased back in, has he? I mean, this is a player who I think it was 17 months since his last game of 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 um first team football um, and he hasn't had a sub appearance he hasn't had a you know a league cup game to ease himself back in he's just chucked into a chucked straight into the heart of the midfield for a league game and and yeah i mean i i was really really hoping that you know he'd he'd score a screamer or something because i thought that would be wonderful for him but it it, it shows how thinly we're spread. And I think mm. it also shows that um, Callum Wright isn't really flavoured the month if Grant Ward's getting in ahead of him because I don't think Wright had been ill or anything, had he? No, he hasn't. And I kind of agree with it. I've not seen much of, of Callum. Well, he got, well, he got hooked at half-time, didn't mm. he? On uh, went, Tuesday, Wednesday, whenever yeah. he played. And, uh, and he, he was pretty bad in that first half at West Brom, I have to say. And I like him as a player. I've, you know, I was... I was been quite excited with his with his early performances, but maybe he was Re- ill and didn't know yeah. it, you know. And, Recall Dale uh, says, never mind the bollocks, it's the seaside. I thought with Soldo in Dale, is he just on loan then? Yeah, no, he's just on loan. And interestingly, we didn't allow him permission to play in the FA Cup for Pompey at the weekend. Yeah, we didn't give Doug Tom or him, no. but we did give um, Casey permission. Hmm. Virtue's out on loan as well, isn't he? We need yeah, to get them all back. We should recall them. 
given the, the, the yeah, situation. Are they, are, they, are they really good enough? I mean, you generally know. can't you generally can't recall a loan to a league club till January. They normally mm-hmm. go in. Yeah, um, okay. Yeah. So Grant Ward coming in was an odd one. Um, the next talking point I've put on my notes is tepid first half and uh, Nick uh, on the extended highlights, which I, I watched today. He had one incident in the entire half in the uh, extended highlights, which was a, a cushioned header from their attacker into the arms of Chris Maxwell. It was diabolical. <laughs> yeah, there wasn't, <laughs> there isn't a lot to talk about from a highlights point of view, is there? It was, um, you know, they were, as we knew, they would be very physical. Um, yeah, it just felt like. I don't know whether it was a bit of a hangover from from West Brom, but we just didn't seem to be able to, you know, to get going. Um, was anyone surprised that we were playing in that kind of languid style, given the, the exertions over the last month? No, that, that's it. If you look at, the, you know, we're down to the bare bones, aren't we? There's a few playing with knocks, there's a few running on empty. Um, so it's not a massive surprise that we didn't have that kind of, particularly as we have done in the first 15 minutes in a lot of games, that, you know, bright start and, and good energy. Not not a massive surprise, really. Well, you've got well, you've got, you've got one guy who uh, we just spoke about hasn't played any football, and then you've got Patino, who's basically come off his sickbed, and clearly he's come off his sickbed too early. Mm. So um, I think he wanted to... I read, what I heard, because all his family from Luton, aren't they? I think he had mm. a big contingent up, so I think he was very keen to play, but obviously... Not up to it. We had a little spell where we got going for about five minutes, and then that then their left back that sort of farce where the left back kept going down injured and then getting back up and then going down injured again and then getting back up, <laughs> and that seemed to we we just got a little bit of rhythm and then that sort of took five minutes out of the game. Well, if after about whether we were bringing him on or not, and the ref kept stopping, it kept going down. And after that, we just couldn't get going again. Mm-hmm. And I, I, to be honest, I thought at first it was cynical. I thought they were doing it on purpose to break our rhythm, but then he was actually injured running. Did you see Nathan Jones when he, he went down in obvious pain? He sort of yelped, fell over, and started to drag himself off the pitch. And Jones was going, get back on, get back on, because he didn't <laughs> This t- he's going to Southampton, isn't he? Yeah, apparently, yeah. Mm. Apparently, they really want him, don't they? So, I've had someone, I read someone saying Neil Critchley to Luton get a tenner on it. Mm. Mm. Interesting. Tim, third, third talking point of the Seaside Seven is uh, I've titled this Melee Number One. <laughs> yes, I, I think it's st- <laughs> right in front of you. Uh, yeah, it was it was it was absolutely incredible. Um, uh, I think it actually ended up on on some uh, these football social media sites, didn't it? As like, watch this! <laughs> Can't believe they don't score. Um, it's a bit like the Man City melee from a, for those of a certain vintage. Yeah. I thought of exactly <laughs> the same thing in front of the cop. <laughs> was it not? Was it not Tottenham? It. No, no it's it's the ultimate limbs right at the end. Yeah, yeah. Paul Lake, um, I think. Yeah, I think I think it starts with with CJ putting a half, a half decent ball in, doesn't it? That, that 
It, it was one of his famed cutbacks. He's good at those cutbacks, is he, Jay? Yeah, and it was it, it killed it in, and it was it was okay. And I can't remember now what Jerry did, whether he headed the first one, but I know I, I remember Jerry having about three goes at it, and then <laughs> then and Ward, then, then Keshi, then he gets cut back, and then it's like bang, 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 and. It was incredible. I mean, um, the header towards the end, which got only been cleared off the line, was probably the most the clearest cut of the lot. But there must have been literally. I've, I've not counted. Is there six or seven but, shots yeah. in the move? I think isn't there? And they're all, to be fair, they're all defended, all saved really well from that from their perspective. Um, and uh, that, you start to realise it's not your day, don't you? When when that happens, because nine, nine, probably ninety-five times out of a hundred, one of those shots ends up in the back of the net. I think you, you, you're definitely thinking it's not your day when there's not one melee. There's two melees that are like that. We'll, we'll come to that in a bit. Um, Matt, we'll just wake you up. You're looking very bored and tired there, so I'll come to you. Tired, not bored. <laughs> I'll come I'll to you next. Such, such company. Maybe you need. Uh, a ball in the face. Pardon the interruption. Normal service will be resumed shortly. This is just a quick message to say, if you're enjoying this content, I would like to say thanks for this podcast and the many others. Then please consider joining our Patreon supporter group program where you can donate a small monthly amount to help support this content and help us pay our bills to do so go to patreon.com forward slash seasiders pod there are several tiers you can support us on starting from the price of a pint per month and upwards and in exchange you get this annoying advert removed from all audio pods and also everything ad free on the audio you'll also get access to our patreon supporters whatsapp group which is good fun and other random giveaways as and when they come in so please do support us patreon.com forward slash seasiders pod let's get back to the content see you later like jordan thornley got to wake you up a bit and uh, it was it was the second one he got as well because he had first off there was one where um, he edited one away that was absolutely leathered as well. Um, yeah. So it was the second one he got. And, uh, yeah, that was right in front of me. And it was just um, – he absolutely cannoned it and, and sort of thornly went up. And I think it, I think it kind of caught him on the side of the head rather than sort of, you know, heading with, with uh, between the eyes, so to speak, where you want to head it. Um he looked and punch he, he, drunk, didn't he, afterwards? Yeah, no, he was. I mean, because that was right in front of me. He was really groggy. He was, he was sort of sat down. He was trying to get himself up, and he looked a bit a bit woozy. And, um, and yeah, I mean, it's just it never rains, but it pours, does it? Because, I mean, Judd's just been tremendous. And uh, off goes, you know. I mean, you don't see that very often, do you? A player concussed by the ball. Um, but because it's us, then we do see it. I'd have ducked if I'd been playing in that yeah. game. It's, like, as Pete says, it's a bit unusual. These, if you have a bit of concussion, you're normally all right after a couple of days, aren't you? It's, the way- it's protocol now, isn't it? You have to yeah, ten days, I think. Is it ten days or something? Yeah. So he 
he miss, automatically misses the next two games. So he, even if he's all right, he can't play. Because there isn't, now with the protocol, there isn't a bit of concussion. There's just concussion and that's it, the end. And it's 10 yeah. days. Yeah. I've actually done this on my FA Level 1 course. Yeah, you it can be a funny thing, concussion. You can feel and look fine, but it can be serious consequence. So um, I hope you get well soon, Jordan, anyway. Um, going to be sorely missed, isn't he? Mm. The last player that we want out now is him. And it's him. But, um, yeah, it was a big kick in the bollocks to to see Jordan only coming off Mitch and... Uh, a, a second kick in the bollocks came from um, the resulting corner from the move um, we've conceded. Uh, in my notes, I've put Maxwell potentially at fault for, for not commanding the area again, and I thought it was a bit of a, a pattern throughout the game, i.e. him not commanding the area enough. Well, he doesn't, does he? I mean, that's that's... He's a great shot stopper. Um, he's made some of the blessed, the blessed, the best saves I've seen Blackpool keepers make. But for that, you know, the flip side of that is he's not very big and he doesn't really command the area. Um, it was, it's a pattern, isn't it? With that, with goals we concede is, you know, obviously he was right in front of me. And it was just one of those where corner came in, they scored. It just seemed really quite easy. Um, at the time, I had a feeling like somebody was getting held back, but they didn't make much fuss about it. Um, and I think I, I, I think somebody might have slipped in the area because uh, one of ours got up afterwards and sort of held his hand up as if as if he you know had slipped or something as he was going for it. But it was, I think. <laughs> I think what characterised Luton was they really put their bodies on the line in front of everything, and the goal we conceded was wasn't very hard for them to score. And I think that was the difference of what was a really tight, poor game. I thought, um, and at one moment we went to sleep a bit, um, and they never went to sleep. Tim, Tom, called Chris Maxwell, Chris. Laps well. <laughs> that was quite funny. In my notes, I've put, is it potentially, oh, we've got Grimmy, obviously. We've got more on the bench as well. He was a big lad, six, he's about six, four, six, five. Looked very handy in that one game when he came in. Is it, is it, is he called Stuart Moore? He's played that few games. Stuart Moore. Stuart yeah. Moore. Mm. Um, and, and to the, to the stream, to the live stream, is it time to give Stuart Moore a chance? Um, given, given the facts that, Grimmy isn't a great keeper he is. He isn't a, a man that will command his area and come across his either. So is it time to, to give Stuart Moore a chance between the sticks? I mean, per, I, I hear the argument, um, but personally, I think we've got our best keeper on the sidelines at the moment and he didn't do much to deserve being dropped in the first place other than we went through a couple of games where we did concede a few. I don't think many of them were actually his fault. I think if, if there was a criticism of him, it, it was that his distribution... He was creating problems with his. I was playing it short to Dougal, but Dougal was playing that in the defensive uh, position, and um, he played us into a little bit of trouble in a couple of games. And I think that he paid the price. But interestingly, Coventry spoke to his father-in-law, and he's absolutely gutted to be dropped. And um, uh, and I, I won't be surprised if he's back in before. And he needs to be back in. He's our best keeper. Mitch, you're shaking your head. 
I just think with Moore, like, he, what is he now, 27, 28, the highest level he's ever played was Luton when they lost to us in the playoffs. He's played, I think, out of his 10 years as a pro, I think he's played four or five years at non-league. And he's a keeper who is with us because he's cheap and he's 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 there for the training. He's you know you always have a third keeper to take all the shots to sort of take you know to face all the practice shots and stuff. He's a nice lad, I'm sure the lads like him, but I just don't think he's you know if he if he's miraculously a championship keeper, it defies everything to do with the rest of his career trajectory um, to date and. Maybe I'm being unfair, but, you know, look at the clubs he's played for before us. I think Grimmy, in Grimmy, we've got, you know, one of the best young English keepers outside the Premier League. So I think we need to get him back in the game. And I think we need to get him, you know, um, his capacity for improvement is big, you know, Um, get him working on coming out, get him working on commanding, get Banksy with him, you know, getting embarking orders and and you work on that but hey ho I mean more I mean more's done fine in what I've seen of him but it, it's it's such a small sample size and I think as well sorry Mitch um, no no I've got that monologue over well, I, th- I think <laughs> the fact that Critchley you know two managers now Critchley and Appleton have had plenty of opportunity to look at all three keepers and neither of them have you know, we played Stuart Moore in one game through necessity. Um, but other than that, neither of them have, you know, trusted him to to start a first-team game. So I think that probably tells you a lot as well. And I'd agree with what Tim said and, and Mitch that Grimmy, I think, is our best keeper and he's got the most potential for development. So that's probably the way to go, I think. Just, um, just before we move on to the next talking point, Joe, uh, Judd's contract... What's that all about, this to-in and fro-in? Oh, we'll sort it out later. Surely we need to be nailing nailing, nailing him down on a, on a longer deal. And as... Well, can was it Josh Melling? He can speak to other clubs in January, get, can't he? Get so. that contract in front of him while he's still croggy. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, this this needs sorting. Sort of PDQ, hmm. his new contract. Uh, uh, it, it should be top of the list of priorities, I would suggest. Um. I can't understand it. I don't, you know, um, he's, he's, he's our most reliable defender by a country mile this season. And uh, to be going into the. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. Plush care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The winter break without having sorted it out either is a reflection of the fact that I think maybe Jordan's thinking, uh, I need to see that I've actually got to keep this place at my place of the team because 
I'm not going to re-sign unless I'm going to be playing regularly at this, what is a crucial part of his career. You can't or, blame him to be pissed off, can you, with how well, it's gone for him? You couldn't blame him. Like, like, like shit, to be honest. So, um, so yes, yeah, so I've got, I've got to say um, uh, I, it'll be a very, very great day. Well, great, you know, you know what I mean? It'd be a great day from the squad's perspective, the day he puts pen to paper on a new three-year deal. If we lose him, that would sum up the recruitment at the club. Absolutely. Absolutely, Pete. Um, Craig Nell's just said, I wouldn't sign if I was him. Uh, and Greg Douglas has also said first name on the team sheet at the, mo- at the moment. Sign him up. I suppose the only thing you've got to say is it's not really Appleton that's treated him like crap, no. is it? It's the manager before. So I hope, I hope that works in our, in our favour. Yep. Okay, Mitch, you're not going to like this one. No, I know what this is going to be. <laughs> Penned, Medine miss. Another poked mischance like Coventry away has to become more clinical in these situations. And the question I'm posing is, why is he missing these relatively easy chances? Is it because he's been overworked and not supple enough, perhaps, because he's uh, stiff and not recovered? Well, I mean, it, one of the club videos, didn't he? He actually said... Um, he was talking about, I think it was a Coventry game, he was talking about how he'd have scored one of them chances five years ago when he had two groins. Um, but I don't think you can put that down to it. I just think it was a, a poor finish. And, you know, um, it, clinical is not the word, I think, at any stage of Gary Medine's career that you'd apply to him. You know, intel- I could list many attributes for Gary Medine, intelligent, you know, great vision, High level of skill, all around quality. Clinical is not is not the one you'd think. I think the most goals he's ever scored in a season is about ten or eleven. Um so Joking aside yeah. though, you expect your centre forward to put those kind of chances in, don't you? You do expect your centre forward to put those kinds of chances away, but you know, if Medine had his physicality and finished every chance, then then he'd have been some player. Um there's a reason why he's kicked around League One and, and sort of the bottom end of the championship most of his years with the attributes he's got and the and the skill he's undoubtedly got and the vision he's got. He's not the world's most lethal finisher. Um, and we could probably do a whole podcast on recruitment to the fact that um, for all I get, you know, people say you've got an unhealthy obsession with Gary Medine. When I'm in my realistic moments, you know, I did say in the, I think it was the preview for the season, I said if we get into the yeah, season and we're still this. relying on yeah. Gary Medine, then yeah. where are we? And we're still in the same place where we can't play without Gary Medine. Yeah, I remember you saying that. This is ultimately yeah. the fault of the uh, recruitment, air quotes, team. Great ball, great ball in it. I can't remember who put the ball in for him for that one, but it was uh, it was on a postage stamp for him, wasn't it? From, mm. from um, King Kenny. Oh, yeah. and he looks heartbroken. If you watch the highlights, he just looks... He just looks absolutely bereft when he's missed it. Poor Gary. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he could get some counselling off Kevin Stewart. He's handing out all sort of uh, all, all this advice at the moment. To he, he'll be saying, "He'll be saying, Gary, it's not about the goals; it's about the inner goals." <laughs> <laughs> uh, he also. He also also more or less said people who drink on their own are sad and they want to escape their current 
state or something. Mm. So I've just I've just been drinking Coke on this. Hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 He's got he's got really? me as well. It's worked. Orange juice. <laughs> Kevin <laughs> yeah, Stuart dried out the podcast. There we go. He's Shamed in, us. He's insulted us all into sobriety. Sobriety, is that the word? Well, yeah. he had a go on other blokes. He said, oh, I'll go out for my mates and have a few drinks. And he said, well, why did you have to go? Why did you have to drink alcohol? He was getting quite, we quite lecturing. I just didn't, they didn't come across well to me. Well, maybe Kev, if you weren't so fucking uptight all the time and enjoyed yourself and relaxed, you wouldn't be getting snapped every time you go into a tackle, <laughs> would you? Which moves on nicely to our next point, Keshi the glass man. <laughs> gutted for him. I'm gutted. I think the problem is you, you don't you don't know, do you, with you with 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 these type of injuries quite when you're ready to come back and he must he must be absolutely distraught. Yeah, joke, uh, joking aside, I say joking air quotes. When he made that brilliant run to close their left back down slide, get the ball, hook the ball and come away with the ball. I joked to the, to the guy next to me, oh, so no, he's probably injured himself again doing that. And I think that was the thing where he got injured because he, he pulled up. Not it longer. Was, yeah, yeah. was that, was that the, the yeah, incident? He got, up, he, he got straight up from, because again, it was at my end, he got straight up for it. He was holding the, the, like the back, I don't know why I'm showing you because it's an audio pod as well, but he's holding the back of his thigh. So, um, and he sort of stretched it a few times and then it, he tried to have a run on it and it was obviously just tightening up as he went. And um, you could see as soon as he got up, he was thinking, oh, shit. And, I mean, like Tim and Nick said, I'm, I'm heartbroken for him because I think he's a different kettle of fish to, to some of our other players. I think he's been just horribly unlucky and he's probably come back a little bit early, you know, you normally somebody in after that sort of injury with 20 minutes, 25 minutes, you know, you don't normally give him 45 minutes and he's thrown himself. It was just so cashy. He's thrown himself into that tackle. And it was a tackle that he'd had to make because I think it was Callum Wright had had an absolutely pathetic attempt at a tackle on the halfway line, a sort of half-hearted slide tackle that he didn't really even seem to go in for. And Keshi's, you know, he's got no right to get back and make that tackle. And I, I just, I'm just gutted for him because, I mean, quite apart from, I know we're going to go into talk about contracts and stuff, quite apart from that, he's coming to the age where it's, if he's not going to really do what he can do now, he's never, you know, he's never going to do it as a footballer. He's going to end up sort of drifting back through League One and Two eventually. And it's just, Tragic for him. He was superb mm. last year, was Keshi. Just, just, co- just coming back to the, the the recruitment team's failures, you could almost point the finger at them again for this injury. For what you've just said, mm. Matt, that that he's had to he's had to come on at this point in a game when he shouldn't be. And what does tend to happen when you when you're out for these extended periods of time? You do pull things when you come back because your body just is not used to the intensity of those games and. Like you say, he could have just had 10, 15 minutes to ease himself in. But the fact we've got no fucking squad, he's got to come in. What is absurd is I think we, I think I'm right in saying that we've got nine central midfielders, senior central midfielders on our books, and we don't seem to be able to, to, to put together three of them in any consistency. One of them's on loan and the other one's Kev Stewart, but that's still, 
theoretically six players covering three positions and yet we're still having to throw a, a, a player in. I mean, it's just, it's just, it's unbelievable. I think Scrafton said it's a great a min- minimum grade two tear. So that's, I think you probably good, sit, that. I still think you, it's anything between kind of five and eight weeks that. Oh. So, it's better than that. It didn't sound yeah, like when I saw was... that from Pete, I, from Pete, I thought, oh, that doesn't sound too bad. But obviously, we've got the winter, we've got the, a little bit of a break through the world. Yeah. Obviously, he's not going to play the next couple of weeks, is he? And then we've got yeah. the break. Yeah. So, so actually, when you, when you add that in, Tim, like you say, that's, that's actually might be, it might only be sort of four or five games he misses then if you're taking mm-hmm. the World Cup. Three to eight weeks, according to Google. Cheers, Greg. <laughs> He's not had the scan yet, though, has he? I don't think so. I think that's potentially best case scenario. No, they're, they're always six weeks, aren't they? Well, that's the thing. I mean, is Fiorini not hamstring? Yes, I think he was. And he was. When when was he injured? August. Yeah, ages ago. Ago. ages ago. Ages ago. In the season, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's, there's a comment in that Kelly's just made about the the physios training doctors, etc. And I think that is an interesting question because I was looking at. Um, was looking at Keshi's record and he barely missed a game for Swindon for two years. Um, and we do see, you know, Fiorini has come from City and I don't think he's particularly got a reputation for being injury prone. And um, it's an interesting question. And it, it, it does, I don't think you can point at Appleton because, I mean, we had this in League One, didn't we? Yeah, I mean, we that, that League yeah. One season with Critchley was just, it was, it was just ridiculous. Um, we seem to just be having we've seen to have had like sort of three years worth of an injury crisis we do yeah someone's run over a, a large number of black cats at some point in their lives he's also started like what he you know what is it is there something else is there is there a problem with the with the training pitches is mm. there a problem with the with the uh treatment they're receiving it's it, it's 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 beyond bizarre, isn't it? How many we've had over such an extended period of time, and you start it starts being you can have an unlucky spell, but you don't have three years of injury after injury. Well, well sure, you get like a, a really extensive stretching program when you've been out for so long. The only, uh, the only you, you, I think they all need yoga, a bit more yoga, or mm. a, I don't know, or you can almost say like dance or ballet, something that gets them more subtle than they are because you know you've got Jordan Gable there, young lad who's like he's out for till the new year, isn't he? With it with with his twister injury or whatever it is. And, and you, you go all the way through the team. It's absolutely ridiculous. Stuart Anderson Bridcut all signed with a history of bad injuries. Um, that's right, Pete. And that is a that is a point. Yeah, we have signed some who've been injured at the previous clubs they've been at. So I don't think it's all just down to you know, something we're doing or or not doing is the case, maybe. Kev will sort out the yoga, no doubt. Yes, he will, Kel. <laughs> Kev Stewart, how do we solve this problem? Um... <laughs> touch, touch the webcam and you will be healed, Kashi. There's only a problem if you accept the problem. You've got to own it. Mm. 
Some see problems, John. Others just see opportunity. <laughs> Let's go. And let's go to the final talking point of the Seaside 7th of the Luton game, which I have penned. Nick, and I'll let you try and fill in the blanks. The Mountie and Melee 2. What does that say yeah. to you? What does that say to you, Nick? The Mountie <laughs> and Melee 2. It says, bloody hell, we should have scored. Um, so it was Maxwell got it out, didn't he, quickly to the Mountie. Um, he did well when he came on. I thought he was you know, brilliant, he was direct, and made things happen. Just before you move on, Nick, before he did his good stuff, he'd been on for one minute and insisted on. And, I, and I'm going to say this because um, somebody turned around and said, "You've got to say that on the podcast." And um, there was somebody who sat in front of me, and he took that free kick off Connolly, and it was dog shit. <laughs> so that's what I said at the time. Forgotten about that. <laughs> He must. He looked. It was. It was like a rough Russell Coughlin penalty at, at Bolton. Away. I said to. Uh, I think I said to Eddie Tim. I said he'll just smash this over. You watch. Yeah. Jim said to me. He went. This is going in. I went. Jim. I said. Pick which of the flags on the back of the north stand. It's going to it. I said it's more likely to be there than in the back of the net. But to be honest, Connolly shouldn't have let him have it because he's just come on the pitch. I don't think he'd even touched the ball at that point. And no. and to, to him to be taken. You know, we were trying to get back in the game. It was it was probably one of the best positions you're going to get for a free kick. And and he poloins it. And I'm thinking, what what the hell are we like? You know, you've got Jerry could have had a shot. Yeah, you know, yeah, Connolly's got a good shot on him. Why are we letting him take it? He just but he didn't seem to give anybody any I mean Connolly was fuming. <laughs> he was absolutely fuming with him. Why did he let him do it? Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Why did he? You know, yeah. Conley's, Conley's a, uh, um, almost like one of our veterans, and he should have said, basically, told him to sling his hook. Anyway, so that's what I said at the time. And the rest of the, I said, uh, he said, you've got to repeat that, so I've done it. Go on, carry on, Nick. Yeah, so the, the, the melee number two, uh, so it was corner, came over from Kenny, I think. Was it Theo? Big Gaz has headed it, and I thought it was handball. I had a really clear view of it where I was sat and everyone around me went up. Um, I think if that goes to VAR, you know, he's he's going to the side of the pitch and overturning his decision. Um, but we don't have it and he and he didn't give it. And then I think, was it CJ? It didn't get appealed, Nick, because of the melee, the ensuing yeah, melee, did it? what went on. Yeah, so CJ's at the post. Then Jerry's really intelligently flicked it over and I think Connolly. Connolly. Oh, just, that's, oh, it was a sitter. It was a sitter line, of a header. He? Yeah. But he didn't get yeah, a decent he, connection on it, did he? Well, I, he just I think glanced it. Was okay. it. It was just straight at straight at the player in front of him, unfortunately. And it, you know, a yard to the to the right. It's in the bottom corner. Um, yeah, and it's just you know, it's it's not happening. Then is it like with the first one? You, to have one one melee like that in a game and not score is unlucky. But two's just it's what happens when you you're on a bit of a you know run that we're on with injuries and everything. If you everything's going for you, one of those go probably both of those go in and you you win the game two one. Um, but it. You know, it's fine. Me, I, I haven't seen it back actually. Um, the one where we got the, the where Gaz got pushed in his back was that in the area? Was that was that shown to be outside when you watched? No, it? that was the oh yeah, the one that was for the Theo free kick, wasn't it? 
Yeah, I haven't seen that. I thought at the time from the end, I thought that looked like it was in the area. Mm. Yeah, um, it looked it was worth to me. It was it was it was a foot inside, but I've not um, uh, I've not had a chance to watch the uh, all the highlights back yet. So uh, I wasn't. Everybody was going mental in the north about that. It was, I thought that was in. I, I think. Oh, well, Kelly's th- saying it's just outside. Oh, okay. Maybe it wasn't. I think CJ got his legs hacked away as well in that melee. Just as like, they cleared it, yeah. It, it, I think he just got, got a touch on the ball you? first, the, mm. the defender. I was okay. screaming for that at the time. I've seen it on the replay, and it's probably a decent call by the ref. Handball, the whole south went up as well. It was that. It was that clear. You know, it wasn't yeah. just in the north. We were all like, and the bloke who sits next sits next to me who is the most objective. He's an absolute pleasure to sit next to, um, and he's the most objective man ever at a football game. You know, he's the kind of fella who goes, yeah, it's a yellow. You know, when when you're when I'm outraged, fucking out. He's, he's always a man to go to for a reasonable opinion. But he was out of his seat screaming. So if he if he was if he was convinced, then then it was a nailed on for me. Yeah, I mean, they talk about your hand being in an, un, an unnatural position. It goes up like that, doesn't it? You know, yeah, yeah. and there's, I don't know. There's, there's, there's no reason for your hand to be above your head, is there? No, sometimes it's when it's at the position. side, you no. think, mm, you know, you, you need your hands at your side for when you're, you're moving, don't you? You can't keep them glued to your sides, but when it's up like that, it's it's an absolute stonewall. So, I, I guess as Nick said previously, it's just fine margins and... All right, we haven't played great in these last two games, but with a bit of bit of luck in either game, we could have come away with a point or at least a win in both. So let's try and not get too disheartened. We've not been blown away both games. We've lost both both games, but we were on a complete high after both the Preston and Cov games. We were serious pro- uh, promotion contenders though weren't we and now we're serious relegation contenders so well that's the ups and downs of football it? yeah I, I look i looked before i think it was before west brom and there was between norwich in fifth and wigan were 19th or somewhere 20th at the time there was nine points you know so you win two games you jump up 10 places you lose a couple you, you drop down into the bottom six or whatever it's it's absolutely crazy. And like you say, I think we, you can't get too disheartened when you look at everything that's going on. We're not getting battered. Um, and you can't help but think if we did have a few more options and people weren't carrying knocks and illnesses, et cetera, et cetera, that we would probably be getting a bit more from, from the last couple of games. Um, I, I, I think you need, I think you need to quite high total this year to stay in this division. I can see it being 54 or 55 points this year. Yeah, there, and it's a, it's a total cliche, isn't it, to say there's no easy games, but I think more so than any other season, this division, it, you know, we, we've beaten Watford, you know, you've, you've had Rotherham the other night taking Burnley to the, I think it was 110 minutes or something before they got the winner. It's, you know, it's there's no pushovers and that, you know, week in, week out, you, it's hard to predict, isn't it, what's going to happen, which... I suppose makes it exciting if nothing else because you've not got anybody running away with it. So there's loads of points to play for and I still think we'll be okay. And we ourselves, it's hard to predict what we're going to do and and I don't know about anybody else, but I, I, I feel like I'm taking defeats worse this year because actually it feels like 
as you said before, Nick, if we had more options, if we had more players with fit, it actually feels like in an odd way we've got a higher ceiling than last year. That, that when we've been good, we've been better. We've been we've had we've had these sort of little periods where for two, three, four games we've been really good to watch and we've all really enjoyed it. And you think, oh, this is us now, we've turned it up and this is this is gonna be fun. And then we just keep throwing in these really sort of tepid, dismal or, or disjointed performances. Whereas last year, I mean, there were a few shockers last year, but it tended to be we, we'd win 1-0, we'd lose 1-0. The games were quite tight. We'd turn up and be um, solid and, and try very hard. And, and it was kind of quite similar, but I don't know. It's it's up, it's down, it's up, it's down. And it, it, it's... I was I was really down after the, after the Luton game, and I think I think it was I think it was perhaps because like when you looked at it, we had like eleven shots on goal, but they all came in like two thirty seconds. Yeah, so we destroyed him on the XG as well. I wonder if Sean yeah. saw it in short in short our our, uh, in, our blue tick journalist at the base team <laughs> in Sean's head. We won that game. Oh yeah. <laughs> In his head and on his graph, he'll have to be paying eight. He'll have to pay Elon Musk eight dollars a month for his uh, to retain his blue tech. Should we start a crowdfunder for him? We could. We could all call ourselves Sean McGinley and buy our own blue tech. <laughs> could use some of the Patreon funds for it. We could. <laughs> right, player ratings. Let's whiz through these. I don't think there's going to be any nine pluses, Tim. Um, who wants to start with Chris Maxwell? Tim, go um, on. Yeah, I, I, I do think I look, I've, watched, I've watched back the goal, and I, I, it should have come and should have kept coming for me. And he, he checked, he checked, and 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 that cost us. You know, he's not. He didn't play badly, but six plus. Hmm. Why am I wrong there? I was going to agree with that. I might have gone a bit wrong. John's in a harsh mood tonight. Because he didn't come for another cross as well, and that annoyed me. And we're conceding a ridiculous number of goals from corners. Yeah. Set piece. See, I, still th- I still think overall he did okay. Yeah. But it, it's... it's um, we need, you need more I, from... I may be a bit generous, but I thought, I'm six plus, I'm sticking with my score anyway. We need more from our goalkeepers. Right, Nick, Callum Conley. Mm. Yeah, put a shift in like he, he always does. Um, I will go seven. Mm. Marv, Mitch, a bit better today. From Yeah, we did, apart from that bizarre pass across his own defence in the first half which but then he, he that's in, if anything that seemed to wake him up um he was all right um seven seven you're not liking these no, I'm not I'm not <laughs> I was expecting you want to bring them back I was expecting fa- I'd, have, I'd have given Marv a six I certainly wouldn't have given Jordan. We've set a standard with um, Maxwell. Now. Well, Tim, it's Tim's fault. It's, fault. it's Tim's fault. I've said, what do you want me to? Should we start again? No, start with no. Five? Should we give him all minus one? <laughs> yeah. 
We weren't defensively that bad. We went, you know, we didn't concede that many chances. We 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 went to sleep and conceded a goal. And exactly, you can't do that, Mitch. Well. Can't do that. We must... can't do that. That's no, not you. They well. they can't do that. They can't go to sleep and moments like that because they keep doing it and it's pissing you me don't off just, you don't just remove everybody and mark from everybody on the team right, you do John you just do the rest of the scores and let's get oh it. okay yeah Thornley I'd give seven husband I'd give six Patino can't really give him one Dougal no, I've got like let's let's move on to Kenny Dougal you can do him Tim so Kenneth yeah, of Dougal so Kenneth of Dougal I thought he had an alright game and I actually think I thought his set plays were, were quite a bit better on uh, on Saturday, I, I, I did mention the uh, putting it on a postage stamp for Gary Goals, uh, but I think also some of his other set plays were pretty good. Uh, I still don't think he should be on them, but if he is on them, at least he did that well. Um, and he had an okay performance, but not nothing spectacular by any stretch of the imagination. But I think he was one of our better players on the day, and I give him a seven. I agree with that one. Grant Ward, Nick, it's been interesting. Yeah, I thought he did okay. And like when you um, factor in how long it is since he'd, I know he's played with the development squad, but I think he's, he put a tweet out that's kind of first properly competitive game in 442 days. Christ. Yeah. So when you factor all that in, he, I don't think he did too bad. I will go six. I was thinking six plus, Nick. Uh, yeah, could, I could add a plus on. <laughs> I'm butting in on these scores. CJ Hamilton, I quite liked CJ again, Mitch. Did you? Yeah, he did okay. He did okay. Um, he sometimes he sometimes looks as if he's not quite going to run with it when you want him to run with it. But I think at the same time, he's shown a lot more positional discipline than the CJ that we maybe saw Um Previously, where he, he 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 didn't really look like a player he could rely on. I thought he did okay. Seven, am I allowed that? Yeah. We'll submit them before the show next time, John, and then you can approve <laughs> for them. moderate for moderation. <laughs> Bob Harris has just said, "See, very generous ratings from the panel tonight." I wonder if it's the I don't Bob Harris. I think we played that bad in particular. I don't. Second half. Hey, second half. Yeah, second half was all right, isn't it? Second half was all right. I mean, we haven't we haven't mentioned Luton at all. Who are absolute? They are. I mean, you've got to say they're horrible, but they are superb at what they do. You know, they they are not a side with any sort of big name players really, and they are absolutely superb at what they do. They they just do not give you an inch, do they? And they know exactly what they're doing. That they're, they're really really drilled, and they come to just disrupt to spoil and then when they get the chance to play they play they're, they're direct they're fast they're all very very strong they all looked really really sort of fit and athletic um i was really impressed with them and i think actually we weren't dreadful it was we like weren't, the lad who yeah. scored the goal just um with that with when in the build-up to gary's uh miss you know, he was spoiling, wasn't he? And he got a yellow card for it because he Dougal was going for a quick free kick and he, he basically came in front of him, nicked the ball off and they walked away with it and just basically took one for the team because they'd won their up and he just thought, I'm just not going to let them take anything quickly. I'm not going to let, let them get a, you know, steal a march on us in, in any scenario. And, and but that's, he's using his head, isn't he? Yeah. He's using his head at that point in the game, you know, just 
buy every minute you can and and don't don't well, let we love it we love it when Gaz does it don't we yeah. yeah. Pete Dixon, we deserve to win the game. I'm not so sure, Pete. I don't think we did enough. Crew two melees. They missed a few chances as well. Oh, where were we? I think a draw would have been fair. Yeah, a draw would have mm. been fair. Yeah. Um, Gary Medine, Tim. Um, Where's his banner? I'm not going to be too harsh on the on the big man. Six. I'd have thought six plus. Jerry. <laughs> Jerry hates Tim. Uh, Nick, sorry. Uh, seven. Find his banner. There he is. Run himself into the ground. Uh, yeah, break the manager. Um, I don't think he could. He had a lot of choice, did he? Didn't, he, did he? He's basically putting a sticking plaster over... Um, the fact that we've got a team of sick notes. I suppose one of the things you have to say, though, is that some of the players who were available, like Thompson and Wright, and some of the sort of the, um, the loan signings that were available. I mean, I know Williams was sick actually running at half time, so possibly wasn't as available as we thought. But um, Thompson did, did all right when he, when he came on, Mitch. Huh? Yeah, you thought he did all right. I yeah, he, he did. He did. He did, he did okay. Board, but what, what I mean is that some of the fact that you know he's not entirely separate from the recruitment, and that's not entire. You know, if we're going to say, well, a, the recruitment has something to answer for. The recruitment isn't just this mysterious team in a backroom cupboard at Bloomfield Road who just get players. That he's had something to do with that recruitment as well. And I mean, he must. You know, he's gone and got Bridcup, who everybody in the world knows is injured, and and so. You know, yeah, he was he had hard luck, and yeah, it was a difficult thing, and yeah, he probably couldn't have picked any other team, but partly that's got something to do with his signings. I'm not saying it's all to do with his yeah, signings. It's a fair shout, it's, yeah, it's a fair shout. Was yeah. it in the first half that we had ten, apart from Patino, that we had ten that League one. the Division One? It was the basically yeah. the Division One team, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Wow. And then we brought Keshi on at half time for Patino. Yeah. So you're thinking all this recruitment and not one of the players recruited is on the pitch. Well, at one point, it was the League One team plus Callum Connolly, who at the time was at Fleetwood in League One. So he's pretty much the League One team and the bloke <laughs> up the road. Right. Squad decimated, people ill, injured, etc. How are we going to do against Middlesbrough? It's not... Doesn't bode well, does it? Uh, uh, well, it's not something I mean, you look should, forward we to. We pile on. We should pile on Middlesbrough on the bets with it for a bit of reverse psychology because uh, it's all that it, it looks like a looks like a Middlesbrough win all the way, doesn't it? To me, the pressure's on them. They're in reasonable form. Um, only lost one in five. Michael Carrick, new new manager, bounce and all that. That's what we're all thinking. They'll have a good following as well, won't they? I know it, it's not going to be as big as it it would have been um, had the game originally gone ahead when planned. But I think there's there's over two and a half thousand tickets sold with pay on the pay on the gate available. So we should make an event of it at least. So frustrating. Yeah. This game should have been played. It's the Queen's uh, funeral. Uh, yeah, it's that, yeah. cancelled then, and we you know we had a, basically pretty much a full squad at that point. Mm, full squad before I, mean, I, I don't normally you know you, you say I'll take a point away from home and 
I'm kind of thinking I, I probably would do at home tomorrow night with you when you look at what team we're going to put out. It pretty much probably picks itself, doesn't it? Um, you know, it's going to be tough, but you never know. It is a funny old game. So, do you think he's going to play Williams, or do you think he'll put? I think he'll put husband centre back and play Tom Owey. I think so. Oh yeah, I mean, if, there's if no judge. Patino, yeah. If you look at how um, rough Patino looked, and he did. I mean, it wasn't his fault, but he, he was he was half a yard a yard behind what was happening. Um, some of the other players who've been sick, like Williams, was apparently sick. Well, some of the other players who've been sick, if they've been anywhere near as ill as Patino was, there you do not want you do not want Williams. Who's he's not the most, um, as Ron Atkinson used to say, he's not the biggest member of the wide awake club in the world, is he? So, um, let's pick, let's pick the team then, shall we? Should we pick our team? Go on, Mm. Grimshaw, yeah, I'm down with that, yeah, Nick, yeah, yeah. Oh, Conley's suspended as well. Oh, Jesus, he is. We've got no Conley, no Judd. It's Grant Ward. Grant, Grant Ward can play right back, can't he? Fucking well, he, I'm saying can't. He, he, I think he did say he could fill in if needed. Probably never thinking he would have to. Jerry Ryan. Oh, fuck me. Are we, are we going to get another telling off from Mr. Sadler telling us that Grant Ward can play right back, so there's no problem? <laughs> <laughs> Please no. Oh. Right back, Kelly, No. <laughs> What we Grand Ward was absolutely sensational against Sunderland um, in the League One uh, towards the end of the League One uh, promotion season, and he 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 stuck to McGeady like glue. He was brilliant, and McGeady didn't get a kick. So okay, he was playing right right midfield there in a, in a defensive critch team, but I would rather see Grant Ward doing that than I would um, Luke Garber to right back. Because Luke Garbutt doesn't really do left back anymore, sadly. I'm not having Grant Ward at right back. No, that's who's going to play there. Williams, stick Williams there. No, no, you're going to get outvoted here, John. Unless you go three, unless you go three at the back and and play two wing backs. And we're absolutely horrific when we play three at the back. We have been. Yeah. We've been. We've been awful when we've played it. Yeah, but Mitch, we've been absolute dog shit. Four three three last two games. Yeah, we were more dog shit. Ground we right dog get him on. You're outvoted, John. Rotherham away was more dog shit than the last two games. Oh, do you know what? Respect. He's not even in the list. He's not even in the list. Right, I'll have to do it in Dev Tools. Right, um, let's do centre halves. Hobby and Marv. <laughs> Picks itself, I think. Who's going left back? Tomo. Thompson. Thompson. Captain Chaos is the fellow on the other side from me, Kim Ward. Oh my god. Um. Okay, midfield. I'll put Ward in, in a minute. Midfield. Dougal will be in there, won't he? So. Dougal, Patino. Yeah, Patino should be ready. Dougal. That's be right, won't it? No, 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 no. The thing with right is, I think, I think he was awful against West Brom. He really, really was. But I don't think him and Carey can play in the same team because they're like literally the same player. 
Um, and I think with Dougal and Patino, you might just be able to let him go a little bit more. Have you just overruled us at right back? No, I'm just fixing no, it. Oh, no, no, he's there now. He's there now. I saw you put Williams in there. And I thought, well, <laughs> uh, who, who are we saying then? It's, I, mean, I don't see who else can play but right. I mean, I've seen teams online with Corbin who in central midfield, but I find that a strange. Oh, Sonny Carey. Sonny Carey. But he's out, isn't he? I thought he was just sick. He was just well, sick. Maybe, yeah. Well, if Carey's fit, then Carey every day. Do you assume he is then? Yes. Right, up front. Jezza, obviously. Jezza. Yeah. Is Lavery back? I don't know. Was he? Yeah, he's done his suspension. Yeah. Yeah, he was ill, yeah, wasn't he? He, he, he was ill, ill wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. Surely he's, he's all right now. Josh Melling's just said, Kerry is ill. Well, what the fuck is it that they're so ill with? Incredible. No, it's a couple of days, isn't it? <sighs> well, Big Gaz is going to have to play again. I wouldn't play him. I'd give him a rest, but he's got to play, hasn't he? Yeah, he has to play. Yeah. He'll play through to Wigan now, and then he'll just spend the whole World Cup on the sun, better recovering. So can we have to take Carey out and put right in there, won't we? Four of them are returning from sickness, apparently. Yeah, I was just looking. Yeah, but I don't think they're fit for there. tomorrow night, though. Are we playing Theo? Are we playing CJ? What about Lavery? Yeah, I'd like to see Lavery. I mean, I think I think this game where we, we're going to be, you know, we're going to be struggling to um, knit together silky football. I think you'd maybe want Yates and Lavery just tearing out their fullbacks. If Lavery's if Lavery's fit, Lavery for me. I've just I'm just reading Appleton's quote. So he said, Stuart Moore, Sonny Carey, and Shane Lavery had missed training on Thursday and Friday. Um, they were so they're clearly never going to be part of the squad for Saturday, and then Reese Williams and Pervada were ill as well over the weekend. No new cases reported. They've said they feel better, but I will see them again very soon when we train. I just hope they've had a couple of decent nights' sleep. So, Lavery's a young lad as well, and he's fit as a butcher's dog. Yeah. So let's assume Sonny and Shane are fit. Yeah. Stick him in. Can't do. You know, it might be they do forty-five minutes. Yeah. And then what we can do is we can we can play big gas for 45, 50 minutes and then we can swap it round and get um maybe Lavery or Yates in the midfield uh, in the middle, sorry, and, and have um CJ or Theo running with pace and that'll be fine. And we'll win three two. Alright. And on that note, I'll just press the outro music. Um job done doesn't look too bad that, apart from Grant Wall. No, it's, it doesn't actually, does it? So one nil to pool. Until we get an injury, and then we've... <laughs> <laughs> we've got a f- fun game. How many of these lots are going to pull our hamstring? I'll go for two. <laughs> right, um, viewers, listeners, etc. I think you've seen more than enough of us, of us for one evening, so we'll call it a day there. Um, please do like, subscribe to the video if you're watching on YouTube. No, Gary Ford has signed up, so get signed up for the BST thing, please. Sorry, Jim. <laughs> 1953.live or something like that right um, yeah thanks for your company this evening gents all right man thanks for watching thanks for downloading and up the injuries I mean up the pool (laughs) 
So just before you head off, I'd just like to bring your attention to a Patreon supporter programme that we are running. This enables you to just contribute a small monthly amount to help support our show and support our content. So if you head over to patreon.com forward slash seasiderspod, you'll find details of how to sign up. It's about £3.50 per month, price of a pint, and for that you get a few other bits in return, which is access to our private members whatsapp group you'll get some exclusive podcasts competitions so we generally run match pass draws for our patrons and just other random bits and pieces as they come in and we are going to be running an extra time podcast which is going to be an exclusive podcast just for patrons so if you want to sign up patreon.com forward slash seasiders pod it'd be great to have you on board thanks for listening Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.